Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Triple Jump podcast. It's a video game podcast. My name is Ben. My name is Peter. Hello Peter. Hello Ben. Are you excited for tonight at the time of recording? I'm excited for tonight at the time of recording slash a couple of days ago at the time of release or or yesterday. Yes, yes. What what is it? What's happening? Uh, It's the, mm, we'll, we'll put it in quotes, the PlayStation reveal event, which is what a lot of places are sort of advertising it or hyping it as i think there's there's some question marks as to how game heavy it's going to be versus how tech heavy it's going to be mm-hmm. but in any case the ps5 event is going to be happening and we're hoping that a bunch of games will be revealed alongside you know the console itself absolutely we'll see we'll see there's no guarantee a console will be there but wait the way you you guys are talking about it in that tense it implies that you're not going to be able to discuss the PlayStation 5 quote-unquote reveal event on this podcast. Oh, yeah. No, actually. Through the magic of video editing, audio editing, time travel, <gasps> uh, we're going to record a little segment tomorrow at time of recording. Once we've seen the event, we're going to pop it in, pop it into the end of the podcast, son. Yeah. And then uh, it'll all be seamless. It'll be like we've seen it already, even though at the moment we haven't. Oh, yeah. how confusing. Isn't it confusing? I like how we have acknowledged it just to just yeah. to show, really, just to sort of brag that hey, look, we can do it. See, we could we have can... just pretended. We could have started this recording and gone, oh wow, what about that event yesterday at time of recording? Wow, I'm so excited for that event that's <laughs> yeah. going to happen. Uh, but no, the big discussion for this week will be about the PlayStation Five. We'll be recording that tomorrow, so we can actually talk about it. But as it stands, Peter. Hmm. We should forge ahead with the podcast as it as it is today. We should forge ahead through a certain location. We can walk mm. through a certain location. Yes. Um, perhaps you'd like to decide. I think we should walk across very slowly a full screen photo of either the revealed PlayStation 5 <laughs> yeah. or an artist's horrible... impression of the <laughs> PS5. Or the horrible prototype version that I really hope is not in any way related to the design of the final console. The one with a slot for a pizza slice. Yeah, exactly. Mm, yeah, Delicious. Okay, well, we're walking across some sort of PlayStation 5, but it's not just a regular walk, Ben. Yeah, I don't it, walk anywhere for free, Peter. No, it's a sponsored walk. 
It sounds like it's for charity. It's it not, does sound it's like no, it's not. It's not for charity. Of course, every week this podcast is sponsored by a very, very real sponsor. And uh, this week I've got the ad read right here. Yes, you have. Get excited, Peter. You, you, you fell in love with and and were swept away by the majesty of the, of the Last of Gus. Oh yeah. And now it's time for the Last of Gus Part Two. Oh, fantastic! It's it's happened. It's a quick turnaround. But yeah. you know what? They they sort of learned from the real life tumultuous, very long development cycle of The Last of Us Part Two, mm-hmm. and instead they went, you know what? Two weeks, we can get The Last of Us Part Two out. Now, if you're not familiar with The Last of Us, you can catch up with it all on BBC iPlayer and yeah. various other streaming services. It's all there, and uh, and it's about sort of a mushroom farmer. Who's caught up in the middle of a pandemic, and oh, uh, it's it's very heart wrenching. But uh, you know, spoilers. Obviously, Gus seemingly survived to the to the sequel because yeah. his name's still in the title. Uh, unless maybe during the course of season one, he founded some sort of community, and the last of Gus. The community is called Gus, and it's sort of the last of the people who lived there. And the original Gus might have died. Who knows, right? Anything could happen. Well. The problem is that uh, a disgruntled employee has leaked some of the major story what? points of The Last of Gus Part 2. No, I thought they proved it was hackers. Is it actually a disgruntled employee? No, this time it is. it was initially oh, reported no. as hackers by people who hadn't got the story straight, and then it became apparent it was actually a disgruntled employee. Um, That's really unfortunate. And one of the major plot points they revealed is that that sponsor, I don't think, it's, it's, it's not real, is it? Hang on, let me just... Let me hang on. Ha, hang on a second. Let me just let me just. Where the hell is my paper? Hang on. Let me. Just, oh, I dropped everything. Let me just read this. Up close. Oh, you're right. It isn't real. What the oh, hell? Jeez. What? Goodness sake. Oh, and it also says here that they're never real because the true sponsors of the podcast every week are the amazing patrons over at patreoncom jump where you can support us for as little as $1 per month and get access to the podcast questions post, which is where we source the quos, the quos chas pues questions from. Help. You did very the, well there. The pues really well. questions from. Just like... Just like J. That's all it says. Just Not J. J-A-Y, just the letter J. I like it. It's powerful. Thanks, Jay. Are there any games you consider yourselves to be really good at? That is, if someone challenged you to a one-on-one match and you could pick anything, what game would you choose to guarantee you would win? Mm. Oh, that's a good question, this one. Time to brag. Time Time to to brag. Be a MLG-ster. I will say, and I'm really gutted I didn't even get to take part in the tournament in the end, but I would say Crash Team Racing. Oh, I know. I thought you might say that, and you weren't there for it, sadly. I wasn't absolutely gutted. I was robbed of it um, because I was fired after E3 and then brought back a month later. But um, really good at Crash Team Racing. I've got that. That's one of the only games where I truly, truly have muscle memory, and I can just pick it up and just get it. It just Mm. makes sense to me. Uh, And... Yeah, I like. I mean, playing online on Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled, as we've discussed several times, really does take you down a few pegs, doesn't take it? Take you down a peg or two. Yeah, yeah, it really just makes you feel kind of bad about yourself. But uh, if I was to just challenge a layman or woman, mm. I think I'd be all right. Yeah. What about you? Um, I used to be really good at Halo Three because I played loads of it. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I, I definitely, there was a time where I would have said like, oh yeah, that's that's the game where I can, you know, I could fight for my life in some sick game show where <laughs> I'm going to die if I don't win the game. Uh, it's been a, a long time since I've played uh, Halo 3, but equally, I think, again, there's that, that muscle memory. I think it would kick in pretty quickly, um, mm. just like it did when you picked up CTR for the, maybe the first time in a while. Uh, I guess outside of that, um, and actually, incidentally, when uh, Halo Three comes out on in the in the Master Chief Collection on Steam, I'm looking forward to probably playing some multiplayer of that, not just the single player for for streams. But uh, I'll I'll definitely be doing a bit of deathmatch, either just on my own, or I might even stream it. That could be fun. I don't know. Mm. We'll see. Uh, in any case, uh, w- one of the other things that I uh, think I'm I'm fairly good at, certainly compared to the rest of the genre, is um, Tekken. Tekken 3 and Tekken Tag particularly. Played okay. those a lot. Um, you know, I'm not great at a lot of fighting games. Mostly because I pick them up and I try and play them like Tekken. So I sort of just assume that each face button is assigned to one of your limbs, which is effectively how Tekken is mapped. Um, and then try and do combos in that sense. And that's not how a lot of fighting games work. So uh, I'm really bad at most fighting games. But I think... Tekken 3 and Tekken Tag 1, I could uh, definitely do, you know, do pretty well in against a lot of people. But nice. again, you know, there's some very competitive esports players out there. G-spot. Who, G-spot, yeah, who are just machines, and I would not be able to do that, you know, compete with them. But... It's something I wrote down, actually, because, and I'm sure you have one of these as well, hmm. a game that I really wanted to be good at because I thought it was so cool. Right. Was Injustice Gods Among Us. I wanted oh, to be yeah, yeah. I wanted to be really good at that game and I so wasn't. I was <laughs> so not good at that game. And I was good enough in the end. I got used to playing as Nightwing. He was my choice of character because he's cool and I like him. Hmm. And uh, I managed to get through the story mode. But yeah, it was just it's I just there's something about fighting games that are because I played so few of them growing up, I never really had fighting games. I would go to friends' houses who had fighting games. So mm-hmm. my ability with fighting games usually devolves into block. And then I've learned that if you press a combination of the face buttons at the same time and directions, you do some fun grapple moves in most fighting games. Yeah. And just sort of, there's a 50-50, you got a, you got a 50-50 chance of winning, you know? Yeah. Or thereabouts. It's completely random. But there's something about... Again, the way my brain is wired with games, having not grown up with fighting games, that they just do not—they just don't make sense in my head at all. I'm horrible. You did at get, them. you definitely got pretty good at, or like, you know, relatively good at injustice. You were certainly better than me, partly because I guess, you know, as you say, you, you try, you, you, you worked out at least how to do. Yeah, well, you <laughs> gave it a go. You worked out how to fight with Nightwing, and then meanwhile, I'm, as I say, trying to fight like Tekken, and it's Where's not. Where's Paul Tekken. Phoenix? Where is he? Yeah, God, if only. Square and triangle together. That's all you do with Paul Phoenix. Is it? Yeah, either forwards or back. Yeah, press forwards and square and triangle or backwards and square and triangle and you win. Nice. Uh, What does it do? Either a really brutal looking overhead punch forwards, which, you know, takes off like, I don't know, a sixth of someone's health Mm -hmm. or a really, really powerful charged up attack, which if you can land it, can take off about 90% of someone's health. God, it's that hair, isn't it? That's where he yeah. stores his... That's where his power comes from. Definitely. Is Yoshimitsu Tekken? He's Yoshimitsu... Uh, he's Yoshimitsu. He's Tekken and also Soul Calibur. Oh, Which okay. is cool. 
I um, think it was a PSP version of Tekken, one of them. Mm. And uh, we were playing it at, at school. And I remember my friend learned his one-hit kill combo off by heart. Oh, and, yeah. And he, we used to just all crowd around and watch in amazement while he would pull off this one-hit combo and this poor opponent would just be unable to do anything while they were <laughs> juggled around. It was ridiculous. Yeah. That's the thing with uh, with Yoshimitsu in Soul Calibur, because Soul Calibur is a, is a weapons-inclusive uh, game and every, almost everyone is armed. Yoshimitsu swings his sword around plenty in that. But in Tekken, you have to do really, really complicated things to get him to actually use it. He's he almost exclusively punches and kicks mm-hmm. and is just incidentally holding a sword. And when he does use his sword, there's either like a really, really long-winded stab thing, which takes like five seconds to charge up. Or there's one where he'll run up to someone, he'll spin round and stab himself through the chest backwards so the blade comes out of his back and stabs his enemy as well. Uh, Which is really strange. What's he like, eh? Really odd. Strange character. But yeah, fighting games. I wish I was better at most of them. Um, Me too. Like you do. Yeah, it's an art. It's an art watching someone who's good at a fighting game. But uh, anyway, those those are the games we reckon we're all right at. Yeah. And now, mm-hmm. it's time for a new section that uh, has has not actually been done on this podcast before. Oh my god, how exciting! Yeah, it's called. Um, in fact, I can't. I can't see it. Can you see it? Uh, let me just check my. Uh, it's called. Uh, What's it called? Uh, I've just got written it, written in note form. It just says WWP. Oh, it's time for WWP. <gasps> it's what we play in time, Peter. It certainly is. Mm-hmm. What you play in. I've been continuing to play a couple of games that I was uh, playing last week. So I've played a bit more Spyro 1, uh, which I've been enjoying. As I said last week, I, I picked that up after uh, doing the, uh, the 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 new video format that we've got, what Spyro means to me. I did a video on that. You've got one which uh, is due out next week, I think. Yes, hopefully next on? Wednesday. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, we'll see. Um, so, you know, as I say... Uh, pick Spyro up just because I was like oh yeah Spyro good game and I've not really been able to stop so enjoying that thoroughly uh also done a little bit more single player Minecraft uh had a good time built a a mine with mine carts that go down into the mine so that I can just put stuff onto the mine carts in in chests and send it back up to the top with redstone it's real real crazy stuff um and uh also just started Halo 2 on my streams, um, the 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 anniversary edition in that's in uh, the Master Chief Collection. My God, Halo One I played loads of on original Xbox because my brother had. I think my brother had it. Certainly, my Peter's mythical video games uncle had it. I used yes. to go and play it his a lot. Um, Halo Three I owned on Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty, as I've said earlier in the previous question, actually, uh, and and played so much. Halo 2, I definitely played, again, at other people's houses, but not anywhere near as much as the the other two. And I know that people say it's really good, and I remember it being good, but having picked it up for the stream, I've been really enjoying it, like, so much. Um, mm. it, it's just so fluid, especially after playing Halo 1 recently for streams, which is... You know, still there's a big nostalgia factor to that, but not it's not aged as well as I thought it had. Mm-hmm. Um, so to then move on to Halo Two, which has just a much better uh, sort of set of physics, and uh, it's got they've really improved the vehicle. 
controls and the fact that you can now like hijack other people's vehicles. Um, you know, it's, it's super fun. Uh, and also, I'm playing this one on the the updated um, remastered graphics because you can switch between them at will. And I played Halo One in classic graphics, uh, but wow, it's, it's really nice. The in-game stuff's not not mind blowing, but they redid all the cutscenes. Um, and they're they're just like FMVs that have been they're like CG uh, cutscenes that were made like outside of the engine, mm. and they are like borderline photorealistic. I think they're still up there with the best in-game cutscenes I've ever seen. In, wow. uh Yeah, I say in-game depends what you mean by that. As I say, they're not in engine; they're like FMVs that have been made in a studio somewhere with a huge budget. I think, but yeah, they're they're stunning. They're really good. Um, so yeah, really enjoying that. I'm looking forward to n- next week and just playing some more. Brilliant. And, and that'll be on your Tuesday, uh, Monday, where, Wednesday. Wednesday. Oh, there we go. Wednesday. Wednesday. It will be. Twitch.tv yeah. forward slash Team Triple Jump. If you want to go watch Peter live, mm-hmm. playing Hello. 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 Uh, ben, what have you been playing? I played a few things. Yeah. Uh, played a bit more Warzone. That was lovely. Oh, yeah. In fact, I played a few games with uh, good cultaholic boys, Andrew and Owen. Ah, oh, they're good boys. They are good boys. Editors mm. over at Cultaholic. Um, we we popped into a few games. It was uh, a little confusing. I mean, it was it was it was weird spectating Owen playing because he was playing on PC, right? And we're doing crossplay. So when I inevitably died, which, you know, I laid down my life in a very uh, sacrificial and honorable way, as I'm sure you can imagine, mm. uh, for the good of mankind, and not because I wasn't paying attention. No. And um, the, the just the difference in watching someone play with mouse and keyboard. Yeah. And it, the crossplay is so unfair. He was yeah. so fast at turning and zipping and dodging and ducking and dipping and, Diving. and so on. That's the one. Dodge, duck, dip, dive, and dodge. The five yeah. Ds of uh, Call of Duty Warzone. And it was astonishing to watch. But initially, I couldn't hear him. And it was so weird because we were in, we were using the party chat, and I could hear Andrew because he was on PS4. But I couldn't hear Owen because he was on PC. But Andrew right. could hear Owen, and he could hear me. So it didn't really make any sense. And I was Googling what was going on, and there are threads and threads and threads of Activision acknowledges cross, uh, cross-play microphone issues and stuff all this kind of thing like and there, there were videos it was like how to fix in 10 seconds and there's this 14 year old that just babbles on like making questionable jokes for five minutes without telling you anything yeah saying check your nat settings and stuff and it's like no that surely it can't be that because andrew can hear him turns out you go into the settings and there's a setting that just says enable cross play voice chat and that's it which is off by default what why would that be off why is that even an option i don't know i don't know because pc players are rude probably yeah no i have no idea but it was um that was that was good fun so i enjoyed playing that played a little bit more of final fantasy 7 i'm Mm -hmm. I'm enjoying where i am in the game at the moment i must be about halfway through slash near the end of disc two now um and i'm enjoying it because Obviously, I'm very familiar with Disc 1, not only because of the remake there, but just because over the years where I have just started a new game, that's probably about as far as I've got if I haven't played the whole thing. Uh, Whereas Disc 2 isn't so much Uncharted territory as as it is less 
well-trodden territory for me. Yeah. So it's nice to play through this section again and remind myself of, of all of it and stuff. And uh, yeah, thoroughly enjoying it. What a great game. Did I have an emotional reaction to Aerith dying at the end of this one that I forgot to mention on last week's podcast? I might have done, but that's irrelevant. Shut up. The fact that it still has emotional resonance so many years later, I think, is quite impressive. But maybe I was just tired. Maybe I'd had a hard day, Peter. You don't know. Maybe you're just a big... Whoa. Girl. No. That's right. You're a girl. No, stop. Because girls cry and boys don't. No, I like Call of Duty. I like Call of Duty. Yeah. I'm a cod cod boy. I'm a cod man. Yeah. Yeah. You you, you kill things and stuff. Aerith was so nice, though. She didn't deserve it. Oh, she was a girl. She was a girl. Now she's girl. dead. Yeah. <laughs> Not a girl That's anymore, are you? No. Oh, uh, God. <laughs> uh, and apart from that, I played Disintegration, which we've done a quip scope on. Mm. You can go watch that if you're interested. It's from uh, one of the co... Oh, this is relevant. One of the co-creators uh, of Halo. It so, is. Uh, I did a little plug at the end of my... Uh, well, actually, oh. Lord Brotovich did a little plug at the oh, end okay. of my stream. <laughs> so, hey, don't forget to go and watch this. I was like, oh, yeah, that's done by the Halo boy. Yeah. Uh, so if you if you're remotely interested in that, and uh, I think that was announced uh, when we were streaming live reactions to various conferences last year, one of which I believe was Gamescom. I think that's where it was shown off. We saw a CG trailer, CG, another CG, another CG. So if you want to go watch that, uh, that's up on the channel now. If you want my full thoughts, but that is what I've been playing. Ah, oh, wonderful. Well, uh, we could move on to another question. <laughs> uh, Connor Mountford has got well. Is that actually it? Yes, it is. Yes. Connor Mount. Yeah, I can't read today. Uh, Connor Mountford asked us a question, mm. and uh, I think it's your turn to read out, sure given that I've lost the ability to read. Yeah. When it comes to the new consoles, there's been a lot of talk over backwards compatibility. Do you think consoles should play the games from other generations, or do you prefer booting up an older console? Loving the content in these hard times, lads. Keep it up. Thank you, yeah. Connor. Thank you, Connor. Um, well, I mean... Would I like to be able to play all of my old games that run on a on a on a CD based platform? I can't put Vita cartridges in it. I can't put <laughs> PSP UMD discs in it. Uh, of course, who wouldn't want that? Will I use it? Probably not as often as would justify it being included and raising the price of the console as a result. If I want to get really serious and boring about this, right? But would I like it? Yes, of course I would. Okay. Do I think it's important? Uh, For me, personally, no. But seemingly the conversation, Connor's right, is very much about backwards compatibility at the moment, especially with Xbox saying, you can play everything. Come and play everything. And as we've discussed on this podcast before, Peter, this might be, this might just be the last big physical console release as we know it. Yeah, and for absolutely. it to be able to play all of PlayStation's back catalogue would be, just from an archival perspective, a really good idea. Yeah. But given what they've stuffed it full of, it might just raise the cost t- so much to include backwards compatibility. Assuming it doesn't have it, of course, we don't know that for sure yet. Although it doesn't, it's looking less and less likely. Yeah. Uh, it might raise it so much that it pushes it into silly territory. But then, on the other hand. With the PS1 Classic, they just used a third-party emulator they downloaded from the internet. Yeah. So why can't they just do that? Well, you're right. I mean, so I've got I've got a few thoughts here. I mean, number one, yeah, like you, I would like it. 
definitely. Um, and you know, it would be more convenient to. I've got a PS2 set up uh, next to my TV at, in my Newcastle flat, which I'm not at at the your, moment. Your second home. My second home, yes, my second home in the city. Uh, but uh, I don't. I don't know. I'm. I. We live in an in an age of convenience where you don't even have to get up now to turn your console on you just if the controller lives on your sofa arm which mine often does or the coffee table you just press the button and it switches on right Mm -hmm. so this is the most sort of first world entitled thing i've maybe ever said publicly in any of the content i've ever made on the internet in three years sometimes i can't really be bothered to go over to the playstation change over the input lead so that the PlayStation is going into my TV and not not my PS, uh, PS4. My, I'm talking about my PS2 here. Uh, and, you know, f- physically turn it on and uh, go through my pile of games and put the disc in, you know? Unroll, I don't think that's laziness. Unroll the controller, which is all <laughs> wound up and stuff. Um, so from a convenience point of view... It would be much easier if everything was just playable from one console, you know, as opposed to, as is said in the question by by Connor, uh, you know, do you prefer booting up an older console? No, I don't really. I don't prefer booting it up. It's a faff. It's a real faff. Yeah. But crucially, uh, and actually I should also say that to me, I wouldn't mind if the price went up even higher for the PS5 if it did have backwards compatibility with PS1 and PS2 games. Okay. And PS3 games, I would I'd definitely give some of those a go, but I don't have any of those because I didn't have a PS3. But, I, yeah, I think it would justify a price hike. However, I think the most important thing, really, as you've touched on already, is from an archival perspective. Because I feel like, really, the uh, the, the sticking point or the bottleneck here um, in terms of being able to play those games in the future is to an extent the hardware on which you play them, not the fact that the games might sort of disappear. Because I think it's relatively easy to copy the content from those discs exactly as they are. Um, You know, I don't know if ISOs really are totally identical, um, but in any case, I'm sure there is a way to just perfectly duplicate those discs for for archival perspe- uh, purposes. Hmm. Um, however, emulation software doesn't run the games always in exactly the same way that the console would, as me and you have encountered many, many times. Mm-hmm. So uh, there will come a day where loads and loads of PS1s and PS2s are finally broken and... Uh, and so we're only left with an emulator, whereas there won't really come a day where we're, we don't have the raw original copies of the games. Because even if the discs start to die, I think it's easier to make a perfect clone of those than it is the hardware. So to me, what would be really good is if the PS5 didn't just have an emulator that they downloaded off the internet, which probably doesn't run certain games. It would be, you know, if they actually... Or even released a separate product, actually. If they if they released some product that literally had the same hardware um, of the PS1, PS2, PS3 inside to the point that it could run in the true native original way uh, the the library that exists out there. Because once the consoles start dying, which will happen in the next couple of decades... You know, I worry about being able to play stuff, even though emulation software exists. I just, I, I think it's not going to be uh, exactly as it was, and that 
from an archival perspective is a sad thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So, would you say if there were two models of, let's say PS Five, because mm. that's what we're talking about mostly this week, and also just on a quick side note, Microsoft's uh, message messaging has been very clear in terms of their approach to backwards compatibility, and Sony's hasn't. They've said yeah. you'll be able to play all PS4 discs, and then it was we've tested out a few PS4 discs and they work great. To which people were like, well, hang on, you said all of them. It's like, well, actually, it's going to be thousands, but maybe not all of them. And then and we'll work it out over time, and we'll, yeah. we'll just work it out as we go along. And then there's this rumor of a Bloodborne PS5 remaster, and it's like, well, hang on, why would we want a remaster when we could just play the we can just play the PS4 version on PS5, right? Like, what's the what? what why yeah. are you why are you doing this? What's this about? Um, so Sony's messaging is very confused. But if they were to come out and say, look, you can buy the PS5, it'll play PS4 games, it will play all of the PS5 titles that are coming out and they're going to look amazing mm. for 4.99. But yeah. if you want the supercharged premium version that comes with everything else, including backwards compatibility, that's 5.99. Would yeah. that would that approach appease you rather than having no option? Even if and are we talking hundred dollars more, are we talking PS4 complete backwards compatibility, or are we talking all the way back to PS1? All the way back to PS1. And are we also saying that it's probably not just an emulator they've downloaded from the internet? It's actually they've put some thought into the hardware, right? In this hypothetical situation yes. where it's a hundred dollars more, yes, they will have put all the effort in the world to making sure that these games look amazing. I would definitely pay a hundred dollars extra. Uh, okay. I would pay six hundred real life dollars <laughs> for a PS5 that can run yeah. my older games for sure. Mad, yeah. Not not that you're mad, but it's just crazy money, isn't it? It is, it uh, is. But uh, you know, is that important? If, is that important? Yeah, and it's only a hundred dollars more. You know, if you said that the the, the if if you said it was you know three hundred dollars more, uh, you know what I mean is it's already a bit mad, like crazy money in terms of the base console in your hypothetical scenario there, mm-hmm. and and the the extra benefit of the of the uh, backwards compatibility is only I say only a hundred dollars extra. Yeah. Um, even though the total is six hundred dollars, but yeah. yeah, I would go for it definitely. It means it means a lot to me to be able to continue to play those old games. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that's worth it for me. But yeah. I have a feeling, and maybe by the time this podcast goes out, we will know because they might sort of say outright yes. Well, I guess they wouldn't say no outright if it wasn't the case because they wouldn't want to just say, "Hey, here's a thing we don't have." <laughs> but um, you know. There's a tiny outside chance that by the time the reveal event has happened, they will have specified how much backwards compatibility there is. And uh, yeah, we'll see, won't we? But, Fingers um, crossed. We will I'm not know. holding out much hope, I have to say. No, me I'm more. Te- I'm more tempted to get myself a... I mean, not that I would ever do this, because this is probably illegal. But, you know, in a hypothetical scenario where I'm an illegal boy, mm-hmm. I would be tempted to get a PS1 Mini and like crack it or buy a cracked one where you can just run loads of emulated games on it you can't do that i mean i can't and i never would yeah Um, you're right because triple jump does not condone any illegal activity no apart from apart from um uh, money laundering that's probably all right yeah yeah we're all right with that one Um, keep it clean put all your money in the washing machine everyone Mm -hmm. clean it good scrub it good 
Yeah. Uh, it is an important issue for a lot of people, but I think also again, you know, talking about what we what we we speak about this fairly often, but like we exist in in a in a core audience bubble, mm. and probably for the vast majority of people out there, they just want the new PlayStation Five. And yes, yeah. it would be really nice to have backwards compatibility, and I don't think that should come at the expense of raising the price by a hundred dollars if that's the only model that's available. I feel like that should be split off and given as a separate option for people who want it. And again, you know, this this conversation may already be out of date because we might already know. But at the yeah. time, in terms of talking about backwards compatibility and how we feel about it, Xbox and Sony are in very fortunate positions in that all of their games have always been on discs. Mm. Nintendo don't have that luxury. And Xbox have usually been pretty good about backwards compatibility and they're getting better and better all the time. Sony have had such a confusing time over the years with backwards compatibility. PS2 played PS1 games. PS3 played PS1 games. And then at launch, if you had the launch model, they played some PS2 games. Weird. Uh, PS4 plays just PS4. And then it has a couple of PS2 classics on it as well. It's all just really bizarre. And the PS3 and the PSP and the Vita also had digital versions of some PS1 games. Yeah. It's all just been very strange. And it's about time that they either unified it or just dropped it all together. Or released just an all-in-one emulation console uh, for their previous platforms. Because again, I think that would probably have a really big market. It would. And if they... Say again, for argument's sake, they said, "Hey, PS Five, um, you know, we're not like putting in full on uh, backwards compatibility, but he- here's a-, a list of um, deals we've made so that all of these are available digitally. You know, yeah. uh, Crash, Spyro, MGS, uh, Gran Turismo, t- uh, Time Splitters, whatever." And they listed a whole bunch of really good games. Mm-hmm. That would be obviously intriguing and exciting to be able to play a bunch of stuff like that. But it's still. It doesn't. It doesn't quite. It's. It's. That's not a full substitute to me. Like the. The whole point is really. I don't think we're ever, or certainly not in our lifetime, ever going to be completely unable to play Crash Bandicoot and Metal Gear Solid. There will always be people out there who are maintaining big games like that and the emulation thereof. But what worries me is like losing the the rarer games or the less popular games that over time will have a smaller and smaller a small, a smaller and smaller dedicated audience who are making sure that they're still available for people to play mm-hmm. you know so i'm not bothered about you know the, the very the very list of games that they would likely make available digitally are the ones that i'm less concerned about because i think i'm always probably going to be able to play spyro and tekken in some way but not Tome B2 and The Unholy War, you know? It's just not going to happen in 20, 30 years' time. Yeah. So that's what worries me. But uh, we'll have to just see how it goes. We will. Hopefully we will already know. If not, we'll find out soon. It sounds like they've planned several events or they're planning on doing several events for, for, for the PS5 specifically. Again, we're talking about PS5 not just because we're talking about it a lot this episode because of what's going on currently, but equally we already know where Xbox stands. And yeah. uh, Nintendo... Also doesn't have a great job with their back catalog, but what sort of choice do they have really? They can't you mm. can't plug a N64 cartridge into a switch, you know? It's not gonna work. Oh, they should I release some kind of wild peripheral that allows you to do that. There is actually there are some third party handhelds where you can plug like cartridges into them and stuff. Yeah. It's kinda of mad. But uh, anyway, mm. emulation's important to a lot of people, so we will see. Right. It's time to get weird. Oh, you ready? It's time for some news. 
you have your paper? Oh, no, hang on. I'm not ready with that. Okay, hang uh, on. Uh, uh, yeah, I am now. Yeah, okay, it's time, everybody, for Weird News. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Weird news time, everyone. Time to look at some weird video game news from across the internet. Peter, what have you got for me today? I've got one that you aren't going to be able to put into the metadata of the video. Well, you might. You might. But anyway, we'll see. Right. Uh, This is according to kotaku.co.uk. No way. Purveyors of weird news. But it's not the official editor of weird news. It's Alistair Jones today. Oh, welcome, Alistair. Welcome, Alistair. Thank you for telling us that Voyeur Simulator Switch release pulled Mm. after accidental E for Everyone age rating. Oh, no. How has that happened? Yeah, well, it's a good story. I I like this one. Okay. Uh, Short but sweet. An indie game had its Nintendo Switch release delayed after it was granted the wrong age rating. Despite a content warning alerting potential customers to in-game nudity and sexual content, Do Not Feed the Monkeys was granted an E for Everyone rating on the US eShop. According to Go Nintendo, pixel art nudity shows up within minutes, even in the game's free demo. The game's... The game's, Steam's, uh, the game's Steam listing bills it as a digital voyeur simulator where you watch strangers through surveillance cameras and witness their most intimate moments. No. The mature content description also notes that the game contains nudity or sexual content and general mature content. Nevertheless, the game was somehow granted its E for Everyone rating, suggesting it was suitable for players aged six and above. Oh my god. Incredible. They must have thought they'd got away with murder there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Clearly, that wasn't true. And as a result, the rating had to be... Actually says here, as a result, the rating had to be changes. Oh, no. Alistair, this this article needs updating. Uh, Causing a delay in the game's release. In a statement last week via gamesindustry.biz, developer Alawar told fans that... We are waiting for the rating update to be tested. 
The game has now been released, sporting a 17-plus mature rating in the US and a 12-plus rating in Europe. Wow, okay. Great job, Europe. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, as Europeans, we're, we're real kinky. That's us. Yeah. We love that. But, you know, pixel, pixel boobs, very different from real boobs. Never forget that. Yeah, I mean, you know... Don't show me a real nipple, okay? That's disgusting. I'll send you a... that behind closed doors. I don't want to see it. There's a screenshot embedded in the article, which... uh, Wow. Yeah. That's uh, that's quite the art style. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, As always, the article will be available in the the description of the video version of this podcast. Fantastic. uh, It may be a bitly link just because uh, YouTube scans for words in URLs as well. Like... Like voyeur, like voyeur. So yeah, <laughs> click at your own peril. Mm. Brilliant. That's that. Uh, I've got some less, uh, less nipple focused, uh, weird news. What's the point? Why? Why even bother? <laughs> we'll see, won't we? It's about sports. We love sports. Oh, great! This is from Push Square. We know that one. We do. FIFA crowd noise will be used for Premier League football once it returns. Oh my god. FIFA crowd noise specifically, not just recordings of crowd noise. No, which, I mean, FIFA crowd noises surely are recordings of crowd noises, but in a roundabout way, it's the same thing. Uh, Premier League football is on track to return later this month, and Sky Sports has revealed that it'll be making use of crowd noise taken from FIFA to add some atmosphere to televised matches. As you may already know, the Premier League season was put on hold following the C-virus outbreak over three months ago. But assuming everything goes to plan, the competition will resume on the 17th of June. Fans will not be able to attend games for some time yet, and so artificial crowd noise is being brought in. Viewers will be able to watch the matches with or without the added crowd noise by picking their preferred channel. Let's just hope that, unlike in FIFA, the audio won't be repeating the same chant over and over again for 90 minutes. (sighs) Adding crowd noise to televised football matches is something that the Bundesliga, the top German league, is already using. It's honestly not as weird as you might think. The added audio does bring some atmosphere to the spectacle, even if it is artificial. So there we go. The referee is a wanker. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Pretty, pretty much. Is that available in FIFA? I, I don't know, but it, usually it's just sort of... Yeah. A couple of Vuvuzelas, like maybe. Yeah, <laughs> precisely. But uh, I think that's a good idea. As someone who has been struggling to watch wrestling during this time, mm. you know, which is inherently a strange sport anyway yeah. but watching it without crowd noises is very weird because you can hear all the squeaks and creaks and it's yeah. really weird but uh football you know worth significantly more than wrestling financially mm-hmm. and to have 22 millionaires running around a pitch with absolute silence is going to make it sound and and the experience is going to be like watching a, a Sunday pub league match. Yeah, isn't it? You know, no one's come to watch. It's going to be strange. Well, thing is, even in uh, in Premier League football, when there is a full crowd, uh, you can sometimes just about make out the swear words that the players are shouting, I guess, because yeah. they must have a few uh, sort of pitch side microphones or something mm. um, that are you know, feeding into the, the full the full picture, but if there's no crowd at all, you will definitely hear every single F and Jeff going oh, on will. there. You definitely um, will. So, so I, I think, think it's, it's a it's a good idea, right? Yeah, yeah. 
It's a good Definitely. idea. It adds so much. In wrestling now, they've started to introduce uh, sort of wrestlers who aren't wrestling that night as the crowd, sort of oh. stood behind plexiglass, keeping a distance apart from each other, just so <laughs> that there's someone reacting to something. And the difference it makes is huge. So I think uh, it's nice that you've got the option if you want to listen to weird, sweary, no crowd football or FIFA crowd football. I think yeah. that's a good idea. Yeah, it is a good idea. Yeah. yeah, I like it. That's weird, that's, but it's good. It's a weird use. That's the weird use for this week. Oh, what a weird thing. Uh, should we do another question? Yes. All right, then. This is from Stewie Allen Smith, uh, who says, Motion controls, yay or nay? They've gotten a lot of bad press after the waggle fests of the Wii-era Zeldas and the casual throwaway fun of Wii Sports, but the gyroscopic, a- the gyroscopic aiming used by most shooters on the Switch allows a degree of precision that's almost comparable to using a mouse and keyboard, in my opinion. The PS4 has gyros in the controller, so why don't more games make use of this feature? Is it something you'd like to see more of, or are you strictly analog stick purists? Thank you for all the wicked content you put out. You guys rock. Thank, Thank Stewie. you, Stewie. If you hearken back to the PS3 days, yes, especially initially, before they brought DualShock back, you know, mm. when vibration wasn't important for some reason. Yes. And they, had, they just had six axis, which was the controller. You could tilt it in different ways. Barely worked. Wasn't good, you know. The games that relied exclusively on it, like um, Flower. And the Dragon one. And the and Lair, the Dragon one. They just Lair. didn't work very well. No. Not great. Um, but it did have some use in areas, in games that was definitely gimmicky, but it, it worked. You know, Uncharted 1, Drake's mm. Fortune, when you were walking across logs, and this is notable in the uh, remaster, because it's not there. When you're walking across logs in the remaster, it's like, oh, okay, no, he's not even going to fall. It's just me holding forwards across a log. In the original yeah. one, you had to tilt your your controller left and right to keep him balanced. Yeah. When you were throwing grenades, you could enable an option where you could tilt the controller back to change the arc of the grenade to, to, to throw it further away. And I actually preferred it like that because you didn't have to mess around with the camera and not look at the enemies while you were doing it. Yeah. However... I think it is gimmicky. I think mm-hmm. it's it's context sensitive in that some games maybe should offer it as an option, but if you're playing Call of Duty and you're you're moving your controller around to aim, you're going to lose. It's yeah. not going to work. And uh, I've personally never used it on Switch, but I don't imagine that uh the same principles would apply to other consoles. Yeah. Um, it's like people, I've heard a lot of people say that the Wii version of Resi 4 is, in a lot of people's opinion, the best one. Mm-hmm. And I think part of that is because you do, I think, aim with your Wiimote in in that sense, using the motion controls. Mm-hmm. And that sounds good. I, I do think that, as you were saying earlier um, about when you were playing with uh, with the, the Cultaholic guys, you know, I do think that mouse and keyboard is a superior way of aiming in a shooter game. Um, and somewhere in between that, I think, you, you know, it is the likes of, of, of a Wiimote. Definitely you have a lot more freedom or or you're able to very, very quickly swoosh in a direction and then stop on a dime. Whereas if you do that with a with an analog stick, 
I don't know. It's not. It's just not so easy to know exactly where you're going to come to a stop. I suppose when you let go of a controller, if you've you can turn your sensitivity way up, but that's not going to help you. You're just going to overshoot. Um, so in in that respect, I do think motion controls, uh, a la the Wii, are definitely um, you know probably a superior way of aiming over analog sticks. But yeah, in terms of in a more general sense, you know, am I a big fan of uh, gyroscopic stuff uh, in general? Not necessarily. I think you're right that sometimes it can be good as a context relevant, um, you know, control scheme, balancing on logs, or uh, if, I can't even think of another use of it necessarily. Uh, uh, but, uh, uh, stirring coffee. Yeah, turning a like a one of those wheel hatches on a submarine door or something like that. Yeah, um, but. Uh, you know, in that in that respect, you know, nothing wrong with it. It's it's relevant to the context of the game. But I tell you what, I don't like it in actually is in um, is it in Beyond Two Souls? You have to sort of like throw your controller up yes. and down yeah, now and you then. Do. Yeah. What's the all point in that? Heavy just... rain, Beyond Two Souls, yeah. until dawn. They've all got them. Yeah. Just just get me to press a button, David. Like, don't worry yeah. about it. Stop you it, know? Wage. Crazy kid. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's. I I totally agree. I think it's. I don't think it's a good idea in a competitive multiplayer setting just because you'll be, honestly, you'll be, if people have the choice of not using it, you will be slaughtered. You're at such a disadvantage. But where sensible, as you said, we're context sensitive and so on. In the, I can't even think of the phrase now, context relevant, that's what I'm looking for. In in a game, in a single player game, that's fine. But ultimately for me, it's going to come down to can I be asked and... We all know everybody was playing Wii Sports lying on the sofa, lamely waggling their controller left and right when playing mm. uh, when playing tennis, you know, yeah. after the third month of owning a Wii. It's just that's just the way it goes. And when you come home from work and you sit down on the sofa, sometimes you don't want to chuck your controller all over the place. And I know that's not what you're saying, Stewie, but like inherently that tends to be the way that motion controls exist now yeah at least on on non nintendo consoles and so yes if i had an option usually i would choose that instead um i played some call of duty 3 for an upcoming video on the channel on ps3 and you as far as i could tell you are unable to melee enemies without thrusting the right side of your controller forward and then you go oh and you rifle butt someone and it's so stupid and it's so you have to be so dramatic with it to make it register that it's like god i can't imagine this is no i don't want to do this please let me press a button Mm -hmm. so it yeah i think we're relevant it makes sense but not in not in competitive multiplayer for sure yeah yeah it's it's fine in the odd sort of balance related jackanism but I don't I don't want it anywhere else thank you very much agreed yeah. not agreed. on my PS4 controller anyway as I say Wiimotes I think you know, do do probably work quite well but yeah yeah in a in a proper game pad no thank not, you not in my PS4 games no get no, out thank you get out thank Good. you so much well, Stewie thank you Stewie thank you very much well talking of the PS4 mm-hmm. uh, it's time to yeah. have a little chat yeah. about it's uh, it's upcoming younger brother or sister yeah yeah it's the big discussion oh wait hang on oh it's the, i got it it's the big discussion big discussion it's big discussion time everyone and what else 
Could we be talking about Peter one day in the future from the bit that we just were in a well, we second could, ago? We could be talking about the fact that our acoustics may have just changed slightly between <laughs> the previous segment and this one. But other than that, I think we could be talking about the PlayStation 5. Oh my God, I think we might be. Oh. We might be. At the time of recording, as we said at the start of the podcast, we have waited a day and it is now Friday morning and we watched uh, the conference live last night, the, the reveal event. Uh, they heavily implied it was mainly going to be about games, which of course it was. It was just games, games, games from start to finish. But we also got a little sneaky peek at the actual console at the end. Yeah, I've already people are doing the maymays on Twitter. You know, they, yes, they're they putting are. it into the Dubai skyline and, <laughs> you know, all kinds of yeah. things. It's, it's cool. We'll get to our thoughts on the console in due course. Absolutely. But, uh, um, we've uh, we've got a list here of everything that was covered. It's actually, mm-hmm. uh, I think, credit where credit's due. It was compiled by Pushquare. Absolutely. Yeah. Link in the link dump. Yeah. Uh, in fact, the first thing they talk about is the console reveal, so I guess we'll go with that first, even though it was at the end of the video. Yes, um, I didn't think they were going to do it. I thought, is it going to happen? Are they going to show us? Mm. And then I was sort of terrified because it did the sort of V reveal. I was like, oh, no, it's the dev kit, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. it's the dev kit. And then they showed off a, the most beautiful Wi-Fi router I've ever seen. <laughs> it is a bit, isn't it? Uh, I, I think just... The way it looks in and of itself, standing on its own, is is very nice. You know, I think it looks good. I do think the, uh, if you imagine it as though it's sort of like a book with a white cover and black pages, isn't it? If you think about mm. it, and, and in that respect, I do think the white uh, pages or, or cover cover pages of the book are. I do just worry about how brittle they might be, and right. not that I throw my console around, but any sort of thin bit on any kind of hardware like that always just makes me think, mm, right, okay. Could that it is... snap off? Will yeah. it snap off? Yeah. Um, probably won't. Also, I noticed that seemingly there's only the upright uh, orientation available. I know some people's TV stands and stuff might not like that. For me, it doesn't make a difference, but, uh, you know. They did always... show it laying down in one of the shots. I oh, think it they? can lay on for... one of its sides, I yes. Forgot. I've t- that's totally gone out of my memory there but okay that's good to know yeah yeah i think i think you should be able to mm. uh and crucially there's a, a completely digital only edition isn't yeah there? which you have to assume will be cheaper and mm. would presumably not that they talked about it this week as we we weren't entirely sure if they were going to earlier in the podcast but you would imagine that would rule out any kind of backwards compatibility uh, unless yeah. it was digital PS4 games, which I would assume they'll support. Yeah, that would be right. nice, wouldn't it? You would I'd, assume? I don't know. Um, I, I guess so, yeah. Um, who's to say? Also, uh, I'd, I'd like to think it, that that one would maybe have more hard uh, more hard drive space, possibly, if, you, if it's mm-hmm. just going to be full of digital games. But maybe not. That's I don't true. Know. We'll have to who's, see. Who, who knows? Those hard drives, that uh, that solid state stuff is going to be expensive anyway. So yeah. it may end up being the same price if it has a bigger one. Mm. Um, so they may just keep it the same. But uh, yeah, I was I was extremely impressed. I, I must admit, I, I can see how some people aren't sure about that design because it's so different from the form factor of all of their other consoles. Yeah. But I think, I don't know, I think going into this, expecting, A, expecting not to see it. Mm. And B, also expecting if I was to see it, that the worst case scenario would be that dev kit. To get yeah. this, 
I, I, I see as an absolute win. I, I actually think it's quite striking. I think it's mm. a very pretty console, and I think it only helped having it there with all the available accessories immediately in that lineup with their with the headset, the full 3D audio headset, yeah. uh, the the 1080p HD camera. Uh, and the, obviously the DualSense controller and the charging dock and everything. The, all those products lined up next to each other looked very smart to me. They did. Um, I know it's subjective, obviously, but I was uh, I, I, that really that really got me. I liked it. Yeah, I think on balance, I was probably expecting to see the console. I think if I'd had to place a bet on it, I would have said, yeah, I think they will show something. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right, like going into it and worrying that it could be you know i knew that it wouldn't look exactly like the dev kit because that had a load of logos and stuff all over it but i thought they might still be linked in some way in terms of design you know they might one might have inspired the other sort of thing so i was yeah yeah, i was concerned and overall yeah very pleased very impressed um i'd like to see it in situ and and see how practical it actually is uh but yeah there are rumors it's massive by the way right People okay. have measured it up based on the size of the disc slot compared mm. to uh, other consoles, and uh, it looks like it might be quite a large boy. Oh, okay, but we'll I mean, see. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's yeah, okay. I'm not that fussed. I'm not that fussed really. Uh, it, obviously, it'll help if I can lie it down, and I yeah. think that's that's going to be a point of contention for a lot of people. Uh, but we will see. We will. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so we've got this huge list here from from Push Square, as compiled by Push Square, I should say, yeah. of everything that was talked about and shown. We're not going to talk about everything in depth. We are going to read all of them, just so we're acknowledging them. We don't necessarily have time or much to say about all of it. It doesn't mean we don't care. Uh, it just means that we're gonna, you know, we, we're just going to focus on the the stuff that's particularly interesting to us. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, should we should we should we kick this off then, Peter, with Horizon Forbidden West? Oh, absolutely! Wow, uh, quite a, quite the way to finish. Certainly, mm. um, they had mm-hmm. a good strong start as well, which we'll get to in a moment uh, with yes. the with the reveals of the games. But uh, wow, it looks great, doesn't it? Um, it does. I got a copy of Horizon for my birthday this year uh, because that's how cutting edge and up to date I am. <laughs> uh, yeah, and. Uh, I've been wanting to play it, but given the the lockdown situation and stuff, and the fact that I'm at the at the family home, I've not really had the time because I socialise with other human beings at the moment because I'm living with them. Uh, mm-hmm. But normally, <laughs> I would be playing that. So it's made me all the more excited just to play the original Horizon first. Uh, and yeah, it looks fantastic, doesn't it? It does. Um, it, it was absolutely gorgeous. I like the fact that. Uh, I mean, I wasn't really sure logically where they could go from here because the story was so integral. As we've mm. talked about on this podcast before, the story was so integral to the first game that when now that you know the big reveal of the story has kind of been done, I wasn't really sure what else they could do. Uh, but taking things westward, I suppose, makes all the sense in the world because we're we're in completely different sort of biomes you know she's in deserty places she's in jungly places she's in the snowy places she's she's on beaches and there's like there's actual animals real animals real animals Mm. and then there's a giant tortoise thing there's war elephant uh, robots it looks great it looks really good as you said a very strong finish i think yeah absolutely um i mean beyond that you know obviously there was no no gameplay there as such um mm. but you know it all it all looked very impressive and you know, it was captured from a ps5 and i'm sure it was in engine at least so uh yeah for now great trailer looking forward yeah. to actually seeing some extended gameplay segments in due course 
Absolutely. Yeah. Marvel's Spider-Man Miles Morales. This Ooh. is going to print money because it really they are is. Yeah. actively working on uh, Into the Spider-Verse 2 or whatever mm. it's going to be called. Obviously all about Miles Morales. And I think this is an incredibly, incredibly sensible move. It says holiday 2020. Mm-hmm. Now, it's not confirmed that this... Because I thought initially, I was like, oh my God, it's the sequel to Spider-Man. It's Spider-Man 2. Yeah. But you're going to be playing as Miles Morales. That mm. is awesome. I love that. But from the way it's titled, it leads me to believe that it might be a sort of infamous second son to infamous first light kind of deal where uh-huh. it's the same location and the same mechanics and it's just sort of a standalone story that's released separately. So yeah. sort of a five to six hour self-contained story where you play you play as Fetch in First Light, for example, and you play mm-hmm. through her story. Um, so even so, you know, I, I'm, I'm all about it. It yeah. sounds amazing. Yeah, I don't think we can necessarily... Well, I know we can't say for sure right now that it's Spider-Man 2, you know, Marvel Spider-Man 2. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they, they maybe would have... Um, you know, really made that clear if it was. So, uh, yeah. yeah, we'll have to see what the the actual nature of the game is. Um, but, yeah, as you say, whichever way you look at it, people have been hoping for something like this pretty much since Marvel Spider-Man came out. Um, mm. And, uh, yeah, it's going to do exceptionally well, I'm sure. And, uh, hey, it's, you know, I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, yeah I'm just... Uh... I'm already thinking about the box art, to be honest. I think it's just gonna it's gonna look amazing. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I'm just so excited, and mm-hmm. that's that, that. What a strong start! That, yeah, that game, you know, unbelievable. Yeah, uh, Gran Turismo Seven, not necessarily one that probably interests either of us, but I think we can both appreciate what a big deal that is, yeah. and how important it is for. Uh, Polyphony to bounce back after GT Sport on PS4 mm. that wasn't, I think it was the worst reviewed Gran Turismo game in the franchise. Yeah. Uh, a rare low point for them. So a full sequel should do very well, I would imagine. Yeah, it looked good. You know, I mean, you know, I don't have any strong opinions about car games, but it, it looked fun. The little gameplay segment they showed, I was like, oh, wow, okay, yeah. Oh, it looks like cars, the... doesn't it? Oh, it looks like a looks car like a, there. That yeah. looks like a car. That's a real car right there. It certainly is. Um... But uh, yeah, we'll we'll see how that goes. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. My God, mm. um, I've not played. I've only played the first Ratchet game, right? And I yeah. enjoyed it, but then I was kind of like, you know, there's a lot to play, um, and I don't know if I'm, you know, desperate to play any more right now. Yeah. My God, I really, really want to play that game. I don't know exactly what it is about it, but it was so impressive from a technical standpoint. I thought the you know, all the sort of jumping through reality stuff was insane. And mm-hmm. it's so nice to see the, you know, sort of mascot platformer, if you want to call it that, that sort of 3D cartoony platformer style it's getting so well blended now with something more like Uncharted, you know? It it, it felt very cinematic and scripted in a, in a good way at times, yeah. where he was jumping through all those worlds and stuff. Um, and... Uh, it's it's so yeah it's so nice to know that like there's there is technology now and there are design ideas out there now that mean hey if we're going to do a cartoony platformer we don't have to just have people jumping from one shelf to the next shelf we can actually do some pretty wild stuff with it um you know the genre doesn't have to be uh uh, constrained um by traditional uh the traditional style you know you can really you know, stretch your legs now so yeah. 
Yeah. Definitely. And uh, as you say, it sounds like they're, or it looks like they're taking full advantage of all the, the bells and whistles of the PS5, you know, no loading times, that sort of thing. Just mm. uh, do, They can just do whatever they want, really. Yeah. And, uh, and the remake slash reboot from a few years ago on PS4 was very good. And, you know, it's coming from Insomniac again. So it can't lose, really, can it? I think it's just another great game to have in the, in the roster. Yeah, got a new character too, by the looks of it. Yeah, is it a lady Lombax? A lady one, a a laid a laid backs, a laid backs. Laid backs. No, yeah. that's me. I'm laid backs. Mm. Yeah, damn right. Uh, Returnal, a uh, new game from Housemark. Interesting concept. Looks like a roguelike uh, about an astronaut mm. person who keeps crashing and dying and waking up, and every time she wakes up on the planet, it's different, and she can't escape. Uh, more intrigued, probably, by the story aspect of that game than the gameplay. Yeah. Uh, so, one to watch. Yeah, thematically maybe a bit, a bit grim for me, a bit grim any cricket. You know, <laughs> seems seems a bit too intense. But uh, yeah. you know, we, we've only seen so much of it now, and I'll just keep an eye on it. But uh, like yeah. sad Groundhog Day. Yeah, it is, isn't it? <laughs> uh, talking of things that are a bit, a little bit, maybe possibly slightly gritty and yeah. dark. Yeah. Demon Souls remake has been announced, Ben. <laughs> How do you feel? It happened. Um, I feel, I feel complete. Mm-hmm. I I didn't know what it was initially because it started off very green. Yeah. And then as soon as I saw that wrinkly zombie man being carried through the sky, I knew yeah. exactly what it was. And uh oh my god. It looks incredible. Blue point, absolutely the best choice of studio here to remake this game after their incredible work with uh Shadow of the Colossus. Mm-hmm. You know, they know what they're doing. And I am so excited, beyond excited to play this game. There's side-by-side screenshots that have, or at least there's a load of screenshots that have been released um, since the trailer. And people have gone through and matched it up with the original game. And goodness me, oh, it looks amazing. The, the, the improvements. Yeah, it certainly does look stunning. I mean, you know, I'm not I'm not much of a Soulsborne fan. It's too hard for me. <laughs> but... Um, you know visually alone it it just looks fantastic and i've always at least appreciated the you know the 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 style of fantasy that they have and sort of the really the horrible monsters like the design alone in that yeah. the entire series or the it's not really a necessarily a straight line series with bloodborne and so on but the mm. the, the sort of subgenre of uh, soulsborne games always uh, from an artistic direction is beautiful and to now see it on next gen hardware is uh wow yeah it's something else yeah there's a lot of locations in that game that i'm really looking forward to seeing how mm-hmm. they've brought it into 2020 or 2021 or whenever it is uh and it's nice that that game gets to live again it's such an important game and two i think i still think it's sort of criminal that they turned off the servers yeah. on ps3 even though barely anyone was playing it anymore because it's just such an important game in the history of games to have kickstarted such a you know a whole genre Mm. And uh, and you know you couldn't play it anymore, and hopefully this remake will will live up to that, and I'm sure it will. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, Sackboy, a big adventure. Yes, look at that. He's he's got his own seemingly his own just actual platformer game. Now. Isn't that lovely? It's yeah. dropped all the create stuff, it seems, and it's just a yeah, it's just a straight platformer. But it looked lovely. Um, I'm I was sort of sad that Sackboy and Little Big Planet had kind of been shelved. Yeah. And uh, while it is coming from the same developers as Little Big Planet Three Sumo Digital and not Media Molecule, mm. and Little Big Planet Three was sort of it was fine, like it was okay, but it wasn't as magical as the other two. Yeah. I I have high hopes for for this one being 
a return to form, even if it's not quite the same as Little Big Planet, and that it's it's taking on its own uh, its own unique direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's what colorful else we got? too. Colorful as hell. A uh, destruction all stars. This looked like some kind of Rocket League destruction derby kind of game. Not really sure if I'm that interested in it, but uh, looked hectic enough, you know. Yeah, maybe the uh, the the next gen rival of that rollerblading game. Uh, what's it called? Roller Roller Heroes or something. I can't even remember what it's. Yeah, Roll some Boys. Roll yeah, Boy. Roll Lads or Roll right. Ladies. It was a Roll uh, Squad. Interesting to see people running around on foot alongside yes. cars in a destruction derby game. But other than that, yeah, it's not not for me as such. But uh, you know, pretty game. It's that yeah. kind of. Um, uh, uh, What's that yeah. Blizzard game called? I keep wanting to say Fortnite, and I don't mean Fortnite. Oh, you mean uh, you mean um, uh, over the uh, watching over the uh, watching yes. over the the fellas, yeah. That's them's. Uh, yeah, it's you know that kind of art style, almost a little bit Pixar-y, but yeah, hats off. Also, and this is great news for people who are familiar with our streams. Yeah. Uh, Astro's Playroom, the Playroom is getting a sequel. Uh, it's a not only is it free. It's also going to be preloaded on the console, which is a fantastic idea because the playroom was free mm. and it was intended to show off how the camera worked. And then out of that, Astrobot was spun off into probably one of the best platformers on PS4, but it happened to be a VR game, which also in, at the same time made it one of the best VR games on PS4. Yeah. And now it looks like they're doing something, you know, some kind of limited scaled back sequel, but without the need for VR. And this time it's meant to show off all the features of the DualSense. That's what it's uh, that's what it's intended to do, show off all the all the different functionality and stuff. And yeah, preloaded on the console. I think that's just a, a fantastic idea. Astrobot is amazing. He's always there just as, as the little proving ground boy, just showing yeah. showing what you can and can't do with the new hardware. So Lovely yeah. lad. That's great. Lovely lad. Speaking of free things, Peter. Yeah. GTO five is still going. <laughs> It certainly is. It just won't quit. Uh, it's going to be an enhanced edition on PS5, and uh, GTA Online will be free for everyone on PS Plus. Mm. Yeah, it will. And you, I think you get a million dollars every month you log into it for the next three months or something mad like that. Yeah, bonkers. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, G- GTA 5 free for all PS5 owners. Mm. Yeah, it's mad. crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Absolutely crazy. Um. Square Enix, they've got a new, it looks like sort of a working title, Project Athia. Yeah, Athia, Athia. A yeah. little vague, a little, little bit vague at the moment. Yeah, it did sound uh, like a working title to me, but um, in any case, I thought it looked very good. Yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah, need to see where it goes, what they do with it. It, it almost was, it, do you know what it actually reminded me of? It reminded me of that Unreal uh, demo that they showed recently with generic female third person here right yeah it looked in, like a yeah concept yeah it, it was quite conceptual but uh mm. yeah it's early days i'm assuming so uh yeah we'll just see where that goes yeah. yeah definitely also i feel like i i didn't uh, clarify enough that even though you said it i think i said that gta 5 was free on ps5 that's not what i meant i meant gta online gta online is what i meant Oh, did you not say GTA Online? No, GTA I just said 5. the full game because I'm an idiot. Oh, yeah. Big idiot. So I just thought I'd clarify and self-correct before I get angry tweets. Right. Um, yeah. Resident Evil Village. God. The rumours were true. 
Yeah. It's uh it it I was watching it thinking, is this Silent Hills? It looks a bit spooky. What is it? Well it's spooky, but what is it? I don't recognise the game engine, but that's Chris Redfield. Hang on. And then it said the the village, and then it faded in with the V I L, but it was you know, a V I L L, but it was eight and mm. very clever. Yeah. So clever. Clever clever guys over at Capcom. It was hard to work out what it was at first, wasn't it? Because it, it was seemingly a first person game. And at the time, I'd sort of forgotten that, yeah, Resident Evil is actually first person now. If you forget about the remakes they've just done, you know. Uh, And, uh, yeah, then it became apparent, oh, yeah, that's what this is. But it could have been anything. And it it was clearly something we knew that we should know what it was. Because, like, the the opening caption was, like, his, his story comes to an end or something. So it's like, okay... This should be an. This is an established character in the video game world. Who could this? Yeah. Who is this? What is this? Who's this um, guy? It's everyone's favorite, Ethan. Mm, it everyone's is. favorite Resi character, Ethan. Remember Ethan? Yeah, he's the the biggest idiot. I don't think he did very well on our playable characters ranked list because no. he makes such horrible canonical decisions over and over again. Yeah. Uh, there you go. But also, I I think what I will say is I may be slightly disappointed that it was that because there had been rumours about a game called Resident Evil Village and it being Village made me hope and think that it might have something to do with Resi 4 and seemingly it it looks different to me it doesn't look like the same village or the same area so uh, but we'll have to see where it goes Um, we will it's a long way off anyway 2021 actually sorry I was misreading that Mm. so not that far away but uh, something that is a little further away Pragmata New IP yeah. from Capcom. This when I was watching this, I thought, "Is this Kojima's new game? Is yeah, me this too. Hideo Kojima's new game?" Because it's bloody weird, and I don't understand it. It really looked like he'd secretly been making Death Stranding two at the same time as Death Stranding <laughs> yes. one. I I wouldn't have been surprised if it had said, you know, or if it had been some sort of spin off like Death Stranding, Robot Man and Little Girl subtitle. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So weird. They went into the sky and there were loads of like green strings around them, and then they were on the moon. I and I just can't. I like it's too much. It's too Japanese. Yeah, it was. It's, it's, bit it's a long way away as well. We'll find out more at some point, I'm sure. But I'm not. Can't say that one interested me. I just got. I was so overwhelmed, and it made me tired. Yeah, it's, it's very, yeah. very Kojima. Yeah. Uh, Hitman Three. We got to mm. see that. Uh, a tiny, tiny, weeny bit of that looks great. You know, I yeah. haven't really played any of the new Hitmans, but if you're looking forward to that, then fantastic. There it is. Yeah, he, he was like, we saw a little uh, concepts, a CG trailer for it, and then they were like, hey, here's a little bit of gameplay. And it wasn't really any gameplay <laughs> at all. It was just people walking around in 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 a you know in the engine in in a yeah. level. Didn't um, he say like a slither? And after it finished, like the five seconds, I was like, oh, that really was a slither. Yeah, I was waiting to see forty-seven, like you know, do something clever, like put poison in Kill the water man. or electrocute someone's shavers. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know the do shavers that everyone's stuff. bought because we all the hair hairdressers are shut. Of course, yeah, that's it. That's good. Yeah, we'll see where it goes. Godfall. Uh, yeah. This is this was the first confirmed PS5 game. This is uh, published by Gearbox but developed by uh, some uh, another a different studio. Uh I've heard this called Sorderlands, right. which is quite clever. It's I mean, I think this looks generic as hell to be yeah. honest. Yeah. I'm not interested in this at all. 
the music choice for the advert just was rubbish. It was like, master loads of weapons. And it's like, bloody hell, guys. Yeah, yeah. I, it, I mean, graphically, it looks all right, but I can't say that the game really does anything for me at all. No, I'm I'm the same. I think that they've they've got a slightly unique aesthetic as far as the armor and weapons go. I think it's an interesting blend of, like, sci-fi-ish, but also... You know, it's a bit like old plate armor at the same time. But mm-hmm. other than having, you know, some interesting art stuff going on, I'm really so uninterested in that. It just, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not for me. Uh, speaking of one that is interesting, though, Peter, tell me about bug snacks. A snack. Bug snacks. <laughs> um, Amy was watching with me when I uh, when I was watching these games be revealed. Uh, mm. For those who don't know, that's my fiance, and she wants bug snacks so much. Um, <laughs> it's the most East meets West game I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, they even had. I, I recognised the uh, the artist who was singing the song uh, in the in the trailer. I can't remember what she's called, but okay. uh, yeah, bug snacks is a a game where you have to eat little sentient snacks. Uh, yeah. And then once you've eaten them, they become part of your body? Question mark. Yeah. So the the one who was a walrus. Thank you, everyone who tweeted us about it. Yeah. Thank you. The one that was a walrus uh, ate the strawberry snacks and then got strawberry hands. Mm, yeah. But the strawberry hands appeared to have a face as well. Yeah. And there was a friend who had wiener hands and had dropped something. I've forgotten what it was now. But uh, <laughs> I tell you one right thing I don't like though, Peter. Yeah. The fact that the the the, the 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 snacks can become sentient and form some some sort of megazord that's that seems to have evil intentions. They can. Right at the end, there was a, a cliffhanger where they didn't like it. <laughs> the snacks came together, and they're going to get us. Um, yeah, bug snacks looks weird and funny, and yeah, it's from uh, the developers who made Octodad. So you know, yes, it makes perfect we'll, sense. We'll see how that uh, goes. One of my favorite trailers, actually, for the for the indie games that were there, Little Devil. Yeah, this looks, looks great. so good. It was really comical. I, I still not, I'm not entirely sure how it's going to play. No, but the trailer for that I really enjoyed. Just the juxta, juxtaposing of him out in the wilderness doing things, and then the man just going about his boring life. You know, the, the cut old to man. The, the cut to the toilet was great, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> and he just sort of went <clears throat> after yeah. it flopped. It's hard so to tell good. what um, style of gameplay that's going to be because there was some definite sort of over-the-shoulder third-person, you know, sword-swinging and shooting and stuff like that. But then there was some stuff that looked like it could equally be part of the gameplay that was side-on, you know, 2.5D-style stuff, you know, Doll's House kind of perspective. Mm. Um, And, you know, that that could have just been... um, cutscene style things or maybe there's a blend of uh of perspectives and things in that game it's I, i'm very intrigued i want to see more of that and the art style was great it was almost it was a little bit tim burton or something like that yeah i yeah, yeah i really enjoyed it i thought it looked great yeah uh also uh Kina, i'm assuming that's how it's pronounced yeah uh, bridge of spirits looks really good and it's coming from the studio if you're familiar with them I need to look up their name. But I believe that these were the guys that made that very, very viral fan animation of Majora's Mask that was doing the rounds a while ago. Right. Do you remember that? I don't know if people remember that. Um, It's from Ember Lab. Uh, I think that's what they did before. And uh, now now they're involved with a full game. And God, it's pretty. You can tell they have backgrounds in making film and stuff. Yeah, definitely. That was the thing 
that across the entire reveal event uh, that really surprised me is even the stuff that was, you know, obviously not supposed to be photorealistic graphics. You know, things like Little Devil and Kina and, uh, you know, Ratchet even. The, mm. the cartoony graphics still look just on another level. I mean, of course they do. It's next gen. But yeah, it, it still yeah. took... I, I had high expectations for visuals here and it still took me by surprise. I think Kina looks looks really nice even just from a visual perspective yeah absolutely yeah. I'm, I'm gonna lean on you quite heavily here to tell me about what on earth arcane's new new game death loop is because i think it came just after demon souls and i was too busy <laughs> texting people about demon souls to pay attention to it right yeah so death loop from arcane who are uh yeah the team behind dishonored um I'm looks pray. like i'm pray of course um, well, that's that's the point, in fact, is that, you know, Dishonored was the game where you had loads of powers and it was from a first-person perspective. Prey was the game where you had loads of powers from a first-person perspective. Deathloop is also that. It literally had a blink mechanic exactly like Dishonored did. Um, <laughs> so it appears to me to be about two assassins uh, who are... Uh, one of them seems to be sort of being hunted by the other, um, I don't know if they're... It didn't actually frame it as though they're hunting each other. But uh, yeah, it was this guy who is um, making his way through what was described as paradise, but looked horrible. Um, and is constantly getting killed. And then he wakes up again and is brought back to life. Um, and he's learning from every single death that he does. So it's, again, it's a bit of a Groundhog Day style game by the looks of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know to what extent you really will be going through a part of a level and if you die you'll go back to the start and it's actually going to be super pre- precise and you're going to have to learn the exact because what they showed was some very fluid um quick decision making you know if you ma- imagine um dishonored but there's the a constant risk of death every sort of 8 seconds and you have to make that next decision and you have to learn the sequence um yeah. you know in some ways that sounds really fun because you could do some really clever fluid fun stuff but also, if that is just if it's constantly getting uh, killed and having to learn how to not get killed next time, it could get a bit repetitive and a bit like oh, I've already played this like ten times and I keep getting killed right at the end and sent back to the start. So right, yeah, we'll have to see to what extent you really are just looping around and and having to learn a sequence of hop there, kill that person, press that button, mm-hmm. duck, you know. Um, yeah. So, but it's intriguing anyway. I, I really like Arcane, generally speaking. So, uh, yeah, we'll have to see how that goes. Cool. Peter, I'm going to say it. Mm-hmm. Ghostwire Tokyo doesn't look that scary. It's spooky. Remember? That's what we were told. Oh, it's yeah. Spooky. Oh, Ikumi Nakamura. I hope yeah. she's doing okay. She left, didn't she? Yeah. Tango Gameworks in the end. Yeah. But it doesn't look that spooky. The trailer didn't make it look that spooky at all, actually. It's just a bit overwhelming, I thought. It looked a bit arcadey, almost. It looked uh, didn't look that sinister at all. There but, was uh, there a sort go. of a Slenderman character in it, wasn't there? Yeah, but there's, there was sort of more than one. Like, yeah. he was just a normal enemy, which kind of lessened the impact. I don't know how I felt about that. I'm not a horror game fan, obviously, and I probably wouldn't play it for that reason. But considering that they did... 
what was it called? The Evil Within, mm. which although the reviews varied on that and opinions vary on that, that was definitely horror. That was yeah. certainly horror. Whereas this feels like not horror. It feels sort of it has spooky undertones, but actually I don't really know what it is. No, I don't. Um, I don't know how to feel about it. It's funny because that's one of the only games of the event that we've seen more than one you know, video of there were a lot of like reveals it was the mm. reveal event but we have seen a little bit of Ghostwire already um and yeah i still feel in some ways less informed about that than i do about you know others you know you certainly know what you're getting with sack boy and uh destruction all stars and ratchet and stuff but yeah yeah I, I don't know what to make of that and at the moment it doesn't it doesn't tickle my fancy, uh, both in the sense that I'm also not so into horror. I like Resident Evil, but outside of that, I'm not I'm not wild about horror games. But equally, as you say, it doesn't look much like a horror game. And what it does look more like is also something I don't feel like I'm that interested in. So it's either horror or it's not. And in both cases, I'm not so <laughs> tempted. But yeah. yeah, I'll tell you another game that I'm not that interested in. Uh, but is but seems to be quite impressive nonetheless. Yeah. NBA 2K21. That was a very realistic looking man. No, I'm not talking about the actual guy at the start of the video. I'm talking about the, <laughs> the PlayStation 5 man. That was that was very impressive. That was an he, impressive looking man. He was sweaty. He was definitely he was, sweating. He was a sweaty boy. That's yeah. for sure. Uh, NBA 2K21 does exist. There we it go, exists, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another one I don't know how I feel about. Goodbye Volcano High. Yeah, is this so? Is this an established? I know I've not heard of the games before, if there have been any ever on different platforms. But is this an established franchise in general, like in terms of graphic novels or something? Oh, I, because it, I don't the way know. they framed it was though you was know though, what this is. Yeah, you know what this is. Finally, we've reached the end of the Volcano High series. You know, yeah, that's kind of what it felt like. In fact, I'm, I'm going to sure. yeah, it give now. it a Google. I'm sure it will um, tell a very sweet story, and uh, it, I get sort of what's it? What's it called? Um, oh, what's she called? Life is strange, sort of vibes from it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like I'm, there's so many games where it's all about an angsty teenager who thinks they're going to change the world, and it's like you're. You're doing long division, okay? Nothing important is going to happen for a while. Stop putting yeah. so much pressure on yourself. It's just a story as a tale as old as time, and I don't mean that intentionally as a pun because it's about dinosaurs. But maybe they do, and that just makes me kind of exhausted by it. There is a South Korean martial arts action comedy film called Volcano High, but it seems to have Must human be beings in it. No, got I don't to think be it that, is. Then it's, it's got not. to be the same thing. <laughs> Definitely not. Uh... <laughs> There's nothing obvious jumping out at me on Twitter other than people talking about the game reveal. So, I don't yeah. know. But, yeah. yeah. Well, Solar Ash, uh, it's the new game from the makers of Hyperlight Drifter. Hyperlight Drifter garnered much critical acclaim and people bloody loved it. I personally never played it, but mm. uh, good good for you, Hyperlight Drifter fans. Solar Ash is real. Yeah. Uh, again, interesting art style. You know, looks looks okay. Doesn't look bad at any by by any stretch. But I don't know what it is. I don't mm-hmm. know how I feel about it. The the sort of glidey r- roller skatey movement looked fun, and that was it for yeah. me. Yeah, it's similar to Hyperlight Drifter, I think, quite sort of fast moving and so on. Uh, Peter, I have some breaking news. Yeah, 
Uh, in an interview with the Daily Telegraph published this morning, Sony Interactive Entertainment EVP Head of European Business Simon Rutter described the Insomniac-developed uh, Mars Morales, which is what we're talking about here, title as an expansion and an enhancement to the previous game. So right. there we go. It was it was as suspected. Excellent. Okay. So it's not well, a full sequel, which is uh, which I think it was fairly obvious. But there we go. Confirmation. Yeah. Well, now we know. Um, here's yeah. a game that game, game I of think the strings so charming. You know, I don't. <laughs> Game of the stream for sure. I I don't play that many indie games, but uh, Stray, where you play as a cat in a world two. where Stray, Stray Two, if you were serious about this, <laughs> you play as a cat in a world where all the humans are dead. I don't know if you saw the graffiti on the on the back wall in the opening shot mm-hmm. that said something like "We miss you, humans" or rip something humans. like that. Yeah, rip humans. Uh, but there's loads of sort of roboty, uh, almost astrobot looking characters uh yeah it's kind of just sitting around uh you know they were begging on the street they were selling food there was a there was a barber who was just tightening someone's bolts mm-hmm. um but you wander around playing as the cat in that world and i think even if that it wasn't in such a interesting world from an artistic standpoint um just playing as a cat sounds super fun in, yeah. in any world uh but i'm also very much intrigued by uh yeah what they've done there I love the look of that. I love the look of that game. And as it went on, I was just saying out loud, oh, yes, please let me play as the cat. Am I going to play as the cat? And then it said Stray. And I was like, oh, my God, we're playing as the cat. Yeah. We're going to play as the cat. Looks great. Love love that whole universe. Don't even know anything about it. Already love it, though. Looks looks super interesting. Have you played Oddworld before? I've played the first Oddworld a bit a long, long time ago. I don't... People would maybe think that I would have some strong opinions on Oddworld being the PS1 fanboy I am but mm-hmm. I don't really know much about it I do know that uh, in Oddworld Soulstorm uh, that we've seen a bit more of that that's already we've had a little bit of that already um, but Abe is snipping his mouth strings <gasps> apparently that seems to be significant I'm not an Oddworld fan so I don't really know anything about it yeah but uh, hey people have been wanting a new Oddworld game uh, we we already knew that one was coming because we saw that CG trailer where they were on the train and a guy went, holy shoot. Um, <laughs> yeah, he but did swear, didn't he? He did. Uh, but I don't, I can't, I'm trying to remember whether we'd seen gameplay. Um, I don't think we had, but certainly we have done now. Um, standard odd world. It looks like lots of, uh, you know, helping, helping your friends out, little, little gang of people following you around and trying mm-hmm. to effectively get them through Rube Goldberg death machines. Yeah. Um, you know, look, looks good. 2.5D, uh, at least, if not 3D. 2.5, I think. Um, yeah, people are going to be happy about that. Yeah, We're not absolutely. particularly bothered one way or the other. No. Hmm. Uh, and finally, a game that just sort of made me snort out of my nose a little bit when yeah. the name was announced at the end. Yeah. Jet. Jet. The Far Shore. Uh, it seems to... Another indie game seems to be some kind of... Um, I don't really know, actually. You're you're trying to save your people by exploring the star systems. During the trailer, it says year one and then sort of starts counting up and shows you launching into space and then going skimming across the water of a alien planet and stuff and landing on other planets and things. So interesting. Interesting yeah. idea. Don't really know much about it, but uh, like the name. <laughs> yeah, Jet. Great. Jet. Um, yeah, I don't know what to think about that. Again, it's it's hard to even know exactly what it's going to entail, whether it's some sort of No Man's Sky sort of thing where you'll just be going to loads of 
randomly generated planets or whether it's it's more linear and you know pre pre-designed in that sense uh we'll have to ju just see see what happens as i've said with a lot of these games just lots of little teasers and little tasters and uh yeah more to more to come i'm sure absolutely absolutely and uh on the whole then so, some summary thoughts uh sony needed to have a strong showing i feel like microsoft has dominated conversation so far mm. but after their as we've discussed before unfairly chastised uh, yeah. uh stream showing games I think Sony really needed to show a lot of a lot of big games, and I know a lot of these weren't exclusive, but a, a lot of them were, and a lot of them are huge games, yeah. absolutely massive. I think as a as a tight sort of stream hour or so showing off all these games, and then the console at the end, I don't think they really could have done much better. And uh, I think things are only going to get more interesting from here as we start to learn the price, and then who's going to undercut who, who's going to announce it first, because that seems to be what's going on at the moment. Yeah, I uh, about six games in to the event, I had already said to myself, okay, like this is already, I think they've knocked it out of the park, actually. I was so impressed. I wasn't mm -hmm. just, I'm not just sort of saying, hey, you know, yeah, they needed to do well and they have done and good on them. I was blown away and it's it made me so much more excited for next gen than I already was. You know, I was thinking, yeah, next gen will be great because a new generation in gaming is always great, but to now have specifics in mind and knowing the games I'm going to be playing and, um, you know, the the scope as well of, of what's available. Um, mm. it, yeah, it's got me so, so excited for it now. Yeah, so, it's, yeah. Uh, it looks... It, yeah, I mean, what a night. It's what we've been waiting for for ages. I know we've, we've, we make no secret of the fact that we're PlayStation fans here. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, it doesn't mean we actively dislike other consoles because that's childish. We try to cover as much as we can, but obviously... These are the consoles that we have. These are the consoles we can afford. You know, we, we're not in a position where we can buy everything. Um, or we have the time even to play everything that's on everything. Yeah. So uh, between the two of us, it's uh, we, we appreciate that our coverage tends to skew PlayStation focused. But we appreciate you all coming along regardless. I know some of you aren't PlayStation fans. And that's why we want to hear from all of you and hear your thoughts on what you made of all the games shown off and the... Uh, the shape of the console and so on. So please let us know in the comments below and on all the other ways that Peter is going to say right now with his mouth. I'm going to say them right now. Uh, you know what? I'm about to say it. You can Go see on. our content on youtube.com and twitch.tv <sighs> forward slash team triple jump and get in touch with us there in the comments in the chat. When we stream on Twitch and YouTube, we're modded by Lord Brotovich and Cecil Prumps, who make sure that you don't say bad things in that chat. Mm -hmm. uh, you can also get in touch with us on social media, twitter.com and facebook.com forward slash team triple jump. Uh, Luke Eldon looks after our Facebook for us uh, and does a great job. We've got a Patreon, patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. All kinds of rewards. You can get worst games ever early. You can uh, ask questions on this very podcast, etc. Oh, there's also a Patreon uh, exclusive Discord room. And that Discord uh, you can access at bit.ly forward slash team triple jump. Mm. We've got mods over there. Jack, Joe and Crimson Dragonfly doing a great job also. Uh, the audio version of this podcast, if you're watching on YouTube, is at play.acast.com forward slash s forward slash triple jump and all the places that you would normally get your podcasts. 
and the website triplej.mup that's ju.mp uh, our recent job postings have now closed um, and I believe we've contacted everyone who applied in both cases um, but uh, if you weren't successful then maybe consider applying again in future keep an eye on that we've got a careers tab uh, and last of all We've got a, uh, a separate channel now for our VODs. Triple J dot Merp forward slash VODs. V VODs. VODs. Fantastic. Instagram, follow Peter at that Peter Austin. Twitter, follow Peter at that Peter Austin. And me at confused underscore dude. We do lists every Tuesday and Thursday streams. Every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday and Friday. Thursday being on YouTube. The rest being on Twitch. Worst games ever is fortnightly. Friday for patrons. Sunday for everyone else. It is a worst games ever week. Hope you enjoyed it yesterday, patrons, at the time of release. Yeah. Podcast every Saturday shows. We have introduced one. We're going to talk about it in a second. But please leave us a review on iTunes if you can. Uh, it goes a long way and it helps something to do with Al Gore's rhythms. Thank you very much. Peter, tell me about what X game means to me. Yeah, we've already put one episode out of that. Uh, I did a, a little talky piece. It's very conversational, very loose, uh, very, very chilled out is the idea. Uh, I talked about what Spyro the Dragon, the first game in the trilogy, means to me. Um, and uh, we've got a new one coming up. I believe we're aiming for Wednesday this coming week. Mm -hmm. um, where Ben is going to be talking about a game. I don't know if you want to say what game you're going to be talking about, or are you? Well, it was it one of the ones. It was one of the ones I I talked about on the show today. Right. I'm sure okay. people can. I'm sure people can put two or two together if they want to. Yeah, they'll work, work it out. Yeah, yeah we'll get it. Right. But uh, we're going to try and do those semi regularly now. Maybe draft in some guests as well mm, uh, yeah. to to come on and do stuff. And we've also got other grand plans as well that we're hoping to execute soon in the coming weeks. Yes. Uh, but we will see. A huge thank you to everyone who donated to all of our live stream uh, charity fundraising efforts uh, last week. We raised $3,661 for Charity Color of Change. You're all amazing. amazing. And, uh, and thank you so much for all your support. Really appreciate mm -hmm. it. Uh, finally, as I said, Worst Games Ever is out this week. Hope you enjoy it. And we just have enough time, Peter, to talk about this week's sponsor. Yeah, can you tell me about it? Because uh, oh, I'm I'm so excited, and I just want I just want to hear the information over again. You know, when you just rewatch a trailer for the second time. Yeah, absolutely. Here we go. Well, you yep. enjoyed the Last of Gus a couple of weeks ago. Now it's time for the Last of Gus Part Two, oh. uh, the the full sequel that follows up and checks in with Gus and what's going on with him in the Last of Gus. Um, and and that's out on the I want to say the 14th of June no next weekend whenever it is that the real game is coming out something like that anyway <laughs> I, it's, uh, it's coming out I hear that in the last of Gus part 2 he cuts the strings that hold his mouth shut you know he, <gasps> oh he cuts my those away God. and I think you also get to uh, play as a, a, a stray dog a little bit no um, yeah yeah. that's un that's unprecedented I you will also say get a million dollars though, every month oh god what else can you get yeah, crazy. Um, very quickly before we go, hey, The Last of Us Part Two reviews are out today. Have you seen? I've I've seen that they're out. I've not watched. I've not looked at any. Um, okay. Do you want to hear the meta score? Yeah. Okay. I want to hear the meta score. Based on seventy nine critical reviews, it's currently yeah. sitting on a ninety six. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Three people have given it seventy and said, "I'm a stupid baby." <laughs> Uh, but no, the overwhelmingly people say it's it's another landmark video game that everyone should oh. play. So very exciting. We will be talking about it soon on the channel. 
Um, please be excited. And we hope you enjoy the rest of your weekend. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. We will see you all very soon. Bye! Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.